As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast is called Packing Light, and this is something that can be interpreted literally as I'm preparing to pack for a two-week hike with my family. It could also be a metaphorical packing light. And I think that actually when we think of the metaphorical aspect of it, it helps the literal aspect of, of packing light. So how do we pack light? Well, when I was thinking about what I wanted to say for this and giving tips for my own packing, because I have become more uh, traveled in the last number of years, for sure. I came across this, it's not a poem, but it's a, it, it was actually on Pinterest and it doesn't even have a person's name on it that I can reference. But this is a, a quote that I really liked and I had pinned. And when I read it, I thought, well, this actually has a lot to do with packing light. So I'm going to read it uh, for everyone. If you've you might have heard of it. I think it's probably pretty common. And now that I say, no, but I, I'm, I'm wrong. It says, 
Ruben Chavez is the author of it. Things you can control. Your beliefs, your attitude, your thoughts, your perspective, how honest you are, who your friends are, what books you read, how often you exercise, the type of food you eat, how many risks you take, how you interpret situations, how kind you are to others, how kind you are to yourself, how often you say, I love you, how often you say, thank you, how you express your feelings, whether or not you ask for help, how often you practice gratitude, how many times you smile today, the amount of effort you put forth, how you spend, invest your money, how much time you spend worrying, how often you think about your past, whether or not you judge other people, whether or not you try again after a setback, and finally, how much you appreciate the things you have. So those are 26 things he listed that you can control. And I love those. And I'm, I think it's nice to kind of look at each of those lines separately and think, okay, am I doing this? Am I doing this? And of course, if you know me and my podcast well, a lot of these we discuss on here. And it is really true. Like there are things you can control. So why not focus on those? There are things that we can't control. And often when we get off track of we, it's on the things we can't control that leads to a lot of frustration and all kinds of different negative feelings. But when we can control something, we should control it. And these are some really positive things to control. Well, the last one, how much you appreciate the things you have. So I think that packing light is, it gives us an opportunity. It's like an invitation to examine our tendencies and to examine Uh, what comes up for us when we're packing for a trip. It's really fascinating to see who, um, who pack, who can pack light and who cannot. And this is not uh, like, I don't know the answer. I'm not saying like, oh, if you pack light, you're, you're like, you've got this made. And if you're one of those overpackers, you have fears and all that, but it, it would be fascinating to think about like, why, why does one overpack? And when it feels so good to pack light. Well, then you take that an extra step and like what we're doing, which is we're going to be carrying what we what we pack. So there is a physical element to it. Like I'm literally going to be carrying what I need. So it makes me that much more discerning about what I actually do need to have in my pack versus what I would just be kind of a want. So it's like putting more in the, the need and the want and, and, and really examining those. So the first thing I would say is if you're practicing these things you can control, well, one thing you can control is, is being aware and practicing a non-attachment and, and practicing a being generous and practicing examining your behavior. I mean, it's in all of these things that they talk about for control and, and, how you're in spending and investing your money, how much time you spend worrying. I think some things about when we overpack, there is this worry that's that's underlying that. There's a, well, what if it's really this? Or what if it's really that? Or what if I need this, this color shoes? Or, um, you know, what if I don't really want to wear this outfit more than once? And, you know, it's just all these kind of, I don't want to say they're petty, but they're, 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 
they're certainly not helpful. And if there's something really lovely about being able to pack efficiently, even if you're not going to have to carry it. So backing up a little bit, I said I was, I was, I was uh, traveling more in these past number of years, which is true. And one thing that I did is I got a small carry-on and I made a commitment to myself that everywhere I was going to go, uh, for the most part, unless there's like, you know, I might be going somewhere. Well, I have to, I have to bring man, like I've had to bring manuals when I've done teacher training somewhere and I have to pack a bigger bag or two bags and I have to check one and I don't want to check my manuals because I don't want to lose those. So there's some exceptions, but for the most part, I, I never want to check a bag if I don't have to. And I want to fit everything in this bag. And, and it's been helpful. The airlines have been helpful in the sense that they've made it a lot easier to pack lighter. They've made the overhead compartments much smaller and the baggage has to fit in there. And so if you, the first advice I would give, it, if you're not going to be backpacking, and I'll, I'll give, I'll talk about that in a moment, but if you're going to travel light, get, a, get yourself a small bag and commit to putting everything in that bag. Because if you're one of these people that has a large bag, you know you're going to check it every time and you bring it out, you can put a lot of stuff in there just because there's space. But that doesn't mean you're being really efficient. And and like I said, there's something really lovely about having to be efficient in packing light. And, and it also makes you more creative because if you have less space and you have multiple outfits that you want to wear you can be more creative about how you're going to organize that. And so again, these are things you can control. You can control how much you pack. You can control how much you put in there. You can control your thoughts about what what kind of outfits you need and know that you don't need as many as you think and it's much better to pack less. You Practically anywhere you go, you will be able to purchase something if you really desperately needed it. So I would say in your attempts to pack for those of you who who do travel uh, start and get a smaller bag and start with a smaller bag and challenge yourself to see that you can fit your essentials in that smaller bag and i bet you can i really bet you can so how about me or or anyone who's going to be packing for a trip where i where you're going to be carrying your own stuff and P.S. If you're not carrying your own stuff, you could kind of pretend like, well, wait, what would this be like if I did have to schlep this suitcase around everywhere? Don't I want this to be as light as possible? And that's something else. If you know, when I know I've been traveling and I have multiple planes or multiple vehicles, I want this, I want everything as small and as bundled and as as easy to carry as possible. Because I also am thinking about body mechanics. So think about that. Now, if you're going to be traveling like where you are on our trip, we're about to leave on our hike, which we do every two years, our family's hike. It's a coast to coast for compassion is the name of the, uh, the, the hike's name that we came up with. And we're now created, we've now created a nonprofit called Kind Core that will be the umbrella for that. But we ra- we're raising money for Farm Sanctuary and we're doing this hike as an opportunity to be together as a family, to be out in nature, to do something that we love, and to and also to raise money and awareness. And when we did this first four years ago, we did it in England, and we brought all of our stuff. We 
on, you know, for hiking, we didn't have to bring anything to sleep on or to cook in, right? So we didn't have to bring the sleepwear or cookware, but everything else we carried, including our water. And we would go from spot, just like we're going to go when we go to Wales next week, we'll, we'll be going from spot to spot. So there will be like an inn or a hostel or some kind of accommodation um, at the beginning of the day. And then we hike and we, we have a new one at the end of the day. What we didn't realize in England is that 99.9% of the people uh, give their bags to a company that will carry them to the next spot. And that's a very common practice. And then they'll have like a little day pack. And we didn't know that. So we had planned all along. We were going to pack, we were going to tra- travel and carry our stuff. And once we saw everybody else doing that, we, we kind of almost felt more committed to being like in the less than 1%. And our kids at that time were 10 and 12. And I thought for a moment, am I being a terrible parent making them carry their stuff? And I asked at one point, do you want to have your stuff brought ahead? And both of my kids like were like, no, they made them feel very empowered. And I think the great thing about that too, is I noticed too, is the way we packed was even different than the people who were on the trail with us who were having their luggage carted from one place to another. So there is something wonderfully uh, mentally challenging in a good way. Um, it's like a puzzle. You've got to figure out like what what is like really honing in, not just kind of throwing in mindlessly some, some things, but really honing in on what are the, the bare essentials. So this is how I go through it. I know we're going to be gone for two weeks. And I know I'm probably going to be doing laundry or have some access to laundry about every third to fifth, anywhere between day three and day five. But I imagine we won't be doing laundry any more often than that. So I am always going to pack five pairs of underwear plus two extra. Just that's always, you know, underwear is something I'm always, you know, there's, it's small, like throw that in there. No, no big deal. But I, w- I always want a couple of extra pair of underwear per amount of days I'm going to be gone or times or days until I can launder. So I would, I'm going to pack five to seven pairs. I'm going to pack seven pairs of underwear. And for socks, I'm, I'm going to do a little, I'm probably going to do five pairs of socks because worst case scenario, if I didn't get into that laundry until the sixth day, I would, I could reuse a pair of socks. Now I know that's gross, but it's me and my family. We're good. And I'll just air out those socks socks in the meantime. But you know, I'm not going to, socks are thicker than underwear. So I'm going to be a little bit more aware of how many pair of those I choose. And I also pack neutral colors, not white socks. So I have neutral hiking socks that are brown or black. And that way it's also less obvious that they're, that they're dirty besides that they might smell. But you know, if you're, if you take a shower every day, it's, they're really not that bad. So the point is socks I'm, a, I'm more mindful of because they do take up more space. So then I have um, some sports bras and it's the same thing. Those I can wear. I usually, I'll probably bring four to five of those. Now shirts, I'm actually even, I, I get even more, um, not liberal with the opposite of, not generous with. I will pack three or maybe four shirts because those I can reuse. I'll air it out. I sometimes hand wash them and we have the non-wicking kind that dry really fast. So I'll I'll often wash those 
with um, some of the soap that we bring. And then I'll reuse those before we do any kind of big laundering thing. Same with pants because pants and shirts are going to take up more space. So three shirts, three pairs of pants, that's it. And I will reuse them or wash them in between. But if I have the stuff that's close to my body, like my underwear and my um, sports bra that's cleaner, that's cool. And then we're going to be in Wales. So we've we've hiked in the UK, uh, we've hiked in England before and in Scotland. And so I'm, I'm familiar with the weather is a little unpredictable in the summer. It can be really warm, but not usually. Usually it's going to have um, just a little bit of gray cloud or cloud cover and possibly rain. So always packing for rain is important. So this in general, when you're packing, know where you're going. Look up the temperature, look at the time of year. And I think it's really great to plan that even if you've looked up the temperature, that if you know your body body kind of temperature, inner temperature, um, plan for that. So sometimes, for instance, I'm always a little bit on the colder side. So I always want to have some kind of, even when I've gone to Mexico or Costa Rica some, on my um, yoga retreats, if I have one wrap that I can rely on, that if it's breezy or cool at night, that's important to have. So similarly, if I'm going somewhere where I know it's it's going to be rainy, and certainly if I'm going to be hiking that rain, that is a very, that's like, or I'm going to hone in the most, is to make sure that my outerwear, I have it all, and because that's going to keep me comfortable. So, and this goes the same with my kids. So we'll have rain pants, we have a, um, a rain jacket, <clears throat> we have little things that go over our boots called waders that help out, or gaiters that help out, and the the and waterproofing boots those are all really really important if you want to st- if you want to be miserable don't prepare for wet weather and be outside because uh you just you're going to be miserable if you are soaked wet it just doesn't feel great and especially if you're doing stuff um for a long period of time like hiking in wet weather it's fine if you've got the right um outerwear and stuff so that's i'm going to always have space for that now how about the other stuff? Like this is where you really come down to it. And this is, a, again, asking the question about, you know, how much you appreciate the things you have, this bottom, this number 26 of the things you can control. So do I need to bring up a hairdryer? No, I don't need to. Like, I don't need to bring a hairdryer when I'm there. That's like a big chunky thing. What are the things I absolutely really need to have and then I can appreciate those, whereas there's other things that I that might make life easier or more convenient, but I don't need if I'm going to try and pack light. So I think about small amount of, of, of a medical kit I'll bring for all of us. And especially with hiking, you've got to bring the blister wear type thing. So anything that I would need for blisters, but in small amounts. And then the basics for a headache or... Um, anti-inflammatories or something like that. So I can, I make up a little medical kit, but knowing again, I'm going to have access to uh, towns and things like that, that I can buy and purchase stuff. So I'll do the minimum amount of that to have on hand. So I'll definitely bring that. And then in terms of anything else to do with hair, makeup, um, accessories like that, minimal, I do the absolute minimal. So a lot of times what I'll do when I'm packing for a trip like this, a hiking trip or packing for going on a retreat or teacher training, 
is I'll pack and then I look at it and I really look and like laser focus and think, is there anything in here that is kind of overkill? Like I don't actually need, I just think I might want it. And so I usually take out a good five to 10% of the stuff if when I go through it and really look at it. And there's that, I feel like that examination is a great practice to do. I can control what I pack. I can control what I put in there. I can control my emotions around it, like what I feel like I need. It's, it brings up a lot of these kind of philosophies of yoga, like this non-attachment and non-hoarding and all that when you're packing. And how can you pack light and, and, and get a sense of how that feels in your mental state? If you are a huge overpacker, I can imagine that's, that's like a lot of busyness in your mind. Uh, and so I just think it's a wonderful, again, invitation to see what our tendencies are and, and the things that we can control and shift just by noticing and examining them. And then when we have to uh, literally carry stuff, we want to pack light. We want to um, unpack the stuff figuratively, metaphorically, and literally that are going to make us feel heavier so that we can, you know, we can really appreciate the the journey that we're on. So those are the main things that I'm going to pack for this trip. And then I think of anything when we decide, we kind of each come up with, uh, my family each kind of come up with something that we really would like to bring for some kind of entertainment value. <clears throat> so it could be a set of cards. Well, that's super light and easy. We'll always bring that everywhere we go. My husband plays the ukulele and he loves playing and he sometimes loves playing as we're hiking, especially, you know, if it's not rugged terrain or anything, it's like an open path, but he has this very, very light, I think it's titanium, it's waterproof and everything. And so he's going to bring that because it is light and he's, that's a really important thing for him. He loves that and it brings him a lot of joy and it's fun, it's fun for us too, to be entertained while we're hiking. <laughs> And so for me, I'll just bring, I'll be bringing something. I'll be bringing my, uh, my Kindle, which is super light. So I used to bring books and I was really against using a Kindle. I'm like, this is, you know, sacrilegious to not use, not read a book a proper way and feel it. And, and I still love reading books, but once I allowed myself to get it, like there was my controllingness. Like I had an idea and I was really stuck with it. I'm never going to read an electronic, this thing. And my husband was reading Kindle for many years before I started. And then on on one of these trips, it was like, he's like, Laura, you can put like five books on this and it weighs nothing. And when I, when I just, I just turned the corner there, I thought, oh, wow, that's amazing. And now I, I love bringing my Kindle when I travel because it's so light and you can I can have so many books on there. And so that'll come, probably be my main entertainment thing that I'll bring. But I would say, you know, be aware of that. Do you need both a computer? Like if you're packing, obviously not if you're backpacking, but if you're packing anywhere you go, do you, sometimes when I've gone to visit my parents, I'm like, do I actually need my computer and my phone? Because it would be great not to have to bring the computer. You know, it's just a little bit heavier. And if I'm really packing light and I want to do this all um, without checking bags, like, do I need the computer? So it's just like asking, is there any redundancy in your packing? The, the last thing I'll leave you with that is absolutely essential is make a packing list and stick to it. So I'm going to say, you know, 
seven pairs of underwear and I'm not going to put in more than that. I'm going to say three shirts, three short sleeve shirts. I might say, let me just add on to that. I'm going to have three short sleeve shirts, but I'm also going to have one long sleeve shirt. I'm also going to have a hoodie and then I'll have some other dress up clothes. Not when I say, I'm saying that in quotes. So if we were the before and after the hike, we're going to be in London. And so I'll have some other change of outfit that's not to wear on the plane and stuff, but it's still, it's still going to be able to be rolled up because I'll roll all my clothes and, and put them in there because they've got to pack like that. So it's got to be something that's not going to wrinkle and something that is um, very well-traveled in. And so, and then shoes are huge because I'll be wearing hiking shoes. I'll be bringing one pair of flip-flops or something. And then one other, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Sometimes I bring one other lighter pair of like flats or something, but most likely I, I probably just will have the, not flip-flops as much as like, like Tevas. They're, they're zero shoes, but they're like Tevas where they can be like flip-flops or they can go in the water and they can kind of look good with pants. So most likely I'll be bringing that. So if I wasn't, if I wasn't um, carrying my luggage, like I'm going to be carrying, I might bring another pair of shoes, but shoes are really where you can go overboard. So look at your packing list and, and be very, very skeptical about how much you actually need and, and challenge yourself to pack lighter, to unpack the ideas in your mind about what you think you're going to need or, and, and challenge yourself. It's a great way to start to be, because I think in general, we overdo a lot of stuff. We have too much we think we need a lot and we're actually, once we can literally just have to carry it on our back, we realize how little we actually need. So use this as an opportunity as I prepare for my trip. Use it as an opportunity to examine your own tendencies and, and what you can control. And what can you, you can control is your, your thoughts. You can control those, your, how your responses and your packing. And your packing can be an action that also becomes this um, metaphorical state of being, like unpacking what you don't need in your body and your um, thoughts and your past behavior and, and start packing light so that you can feel light. So I hope this was helpful for you. Wish me luck as I pack for um, myself and my family for our hike. And I'm sending lots of love and hugs. <laughs>